0: hey this is matt franco and this is eric diddleman and this is mind over magic
1: it is christmas time coming at us quickly Eric Dittleman made a big move, and he's in his new studio, and we have a controversial television appearance to talk about and more.
0: Yeah, lots going on. We're recording from my new place, so hopefully this sounds good. And uh, yeah, we got a lot to lot to chat about, Matt. I'm um, looking forward to it. But uh, boy, boy, am I tired right now. Just uh, so many boxes. I'm surrounded by boxes right now. You can see it on our little video that we do simultaneously uh, just for us. But you can see, just boxes are filling my screen, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, you, you, I had you guess the number of uh, uh, boxes of uh, mentalism books. Twenty I, was I, it? it was, I think it was ten last time. Ten. But uh, but these this bookshelf behind me, which is you know essential a, a part of my show too, my virtual show. I had to pack all the things that were on this. Uh, it's the Kallax from IKEA. I call it the Kallax because it's fun to say. Uh, six by six foot bookshelf with cubes, all these board games and books and everything on that. How many boxes do you think that took? <laughs> to 20. Pack? No, it's still not twenty. That's too 10. high. Ten. It was also ten boxes. Yeah. There you go.
1: Are you doing this on purpose, making everything ten boxes? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like to be. Uh, uh, what's the term in, in in base ten? You know, we have ten fingers, toes. That's why we count to ten in our. You had professional
1: system. help with the moving.
0: For yeah, I I did hire movers for the big stuff. And it's stuff. still a lot of work. Still a lot of work, and I'm still going back, and there's still stuff over at the old place, and I'm just. Packing up, and uh, I gotta be out of there by the end of the of the uh, end of the year. There's no glamorous way to do it. This moving thing. No. It's impossible.
1: No. I uh, I remember when I moved from the high rise to my house. Now going down to the front desk and asking if they would recommend a moving company, mm-hmm. and she's like no, I can't in good conscience recommend any of them to you. Was yours good?
0: Yeah. I, I went on Yelp and I found the one with the best uh, like rating because I I was like, I don't move often. I hate moving. That's why I lived in my place prior to this for seven years. But I was like, I want this done fast and efficiently and I'll spend a little bit to do so and it was worth it. They were fast and efficient and that's exactly what I wanted. The, the, the biggest hangup was getting my box spring uh, for my bed down the three flights of stairs in my walk up that I was living in. And we don't know how we got it up there because it did not fit back down, like on one of the ter- turns. Uh, so we ended up having to uh, um, uh, knock on the door of the uh, second floor apartment and uh, have us let us in to pivot it. So we thought that we could bring it down. Turned out that didn't work either. So the best option was to actually bring it into the second floor apartment below me and throw it off the balcony. You're kidding? <laughs> no, that is such a New York story. Uh,
1: uh, and it's that's a York- normal. That's normal behavior in that, New York.
0: It's an option for sure. I mean, <laughs> remember those like old timey videos, of, like people like pulling up a piano on a. St- wire yes. and getting them into the apartments that's essentially just been going on since new york is operated so uh you know that's kind of what we did with our box mattress uh to to get it out
1: <laughs> that is awesome luckily my did place you jump here out and is, land on it
0: no oh no it's just the <laughs> just the box spring. that would hurt a lot that's just the wooden part
1: <laughs> as if it wouldn't hurt if you put the little mattress on top of it
0: i don't know it's that feels like it's more doable <laughs> 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 but luckily, my place is uh, just a straight shot in, uh, uh, for, so it was much easier to move things in. And uh, yeah, now I just got a lot of boxes to unpack. And,
1: uh, awesome, man. Yeah. Congrats on getting settled in over there. Now, do they pack, too? Do they offer packing services, That's too? That's
0: extra. My my roommate who I was living with, who's been away for the whole pandemic, he r- was moving out and wasn't coming back to do so. So he hired a company that just basically packed up his entire room and moved it a block to where he's moving. So
1: I, If I did that, I would find absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. Of all the little little knickknacks that come with being a magician i literally wouldn't be able to find anything <laughs> I if i let someone else pack it
0: yeah right now i'm kind of worried about like all the stuff and even even the stuff i packed myself was like where am i ever gonna find this it's just piles of boxes it's, just, it's gonna be a fun scavenger hunt when i need something. but now you're flying solo yeah yep and uh in my own place and it's nice and uh you know, just not having that guilt of like bothering a roommate is is uh, the worth the price. <laughs> if you were gonna do like a
1: podcast, for yeah, example, for example, <laughs> or like a virtual show, you know,
0: <laughs> which I've been doing a lot of, and uh, uh, so it's great. I'm having a. Blast. All right,
1: don't brag. Come on, enough with the bragging about all the
0: virtual shows. <laughs> Zoom bragging. <laughs> I love that term now. Uh, but uh, but I did still have time, even with this busy week, uh, to catch your set on Huckabee.
1: Oh, thanks for watching. Thanks.
0: Yeah, for Yeah. Yeah. And I have I have a bunch of thoughts, uh, but I, I don't know how you want to address this first. Do you want to go through the um, uh, your set list that you did and just the experience overall uh, now that it's aired? Or do you want to talk about uh, some of the other stuff that's uh, hit tangentially related? <laughs>
1: Uh I guess we'll hit the magic first. Mm. Magic first, but really it was an improvised as I told you before you had seen it. It was an yeah. improvised set of card magic and I did really uh difficult stuff. I talked to my uh hero mentor and now dear friend Bill Malone and uh who who caught the spot as well and he's like, "Yeah, you really did do some hard stuff on there." He mm-hmm. goes, "I certainly don't know why, but you did." Like in <laughs> other words, and I know this too, so unnecessary yeah to, to you know, do a bunch of things that are unnecessarily difficult but uh you know what i had a lot of fun doing it
0: you could have gotten away with just uh you know doing things that were visually appealing that were also easy to do uh, right to play it safe for a television spot but you're like no i want to challenge myself and try some of the sleight of hand you've been working on for a long time now and yeah see how it plays under fire under test conditions television where cameras are burning you so yeah kudos, kudos to you for that thanks
1: man i had a lot of fun doing yeah, it
0: yeah enjoy watching it i did i gotta say that sweater was top notch it's a top notch oh. christmasy sweater
1: <laughs> i picked it out myself i did a little oh, shopping very good
0: yeah i like that uh but yeah. uh I'll, I'll recap uh for those of you who haven't seen it maybe we'll put the link um in the show notes if you want to cool. check it out yeah And, uh, but you started, uh, you're just at a table with, uh, Mike Huckabee. Uh, by the way, did they tell you to call him governor or was that your own, uh, idea? Just every time you referred to him, it was not by name. It was only by governor.
1: I, I honestly was just going by how other people were referring to him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I went with governor. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should
0: have put a slight British accent and just be like, all right, governor. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But uh, uh, you started. I, I'm trying to remember the exact. Uh, and and these are my interpretations of your effects. I'm sure they're not the exact names or anything. and We won't go into the exact details. But um, uh, you had him pick a card, yeah, first, and then yeah. um, it it vanished from the deck and appeared in the card box that was by him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was really yeah.
0: cool. That was really fun. And then you did um a piece with four kings. Yes, sir. And they kind of yep. flipped around. Is that was like. I know there's a trick called twisting the aces. It seems a similar uh, kind of idea, twi- twisting the kings.
1: It has a twisting sequence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I-, I call the routine King Kickback because the kings uh, appear in the box at the end. And in the original version, I, when I first worked on it, the kings started out in the box. Yeah. And then I took them out, and then they appeared back in, hence the name Kickback. So I kept the name, even though that's no longer the exact sequence of gotcha. the version I did. But yeah.
0: Well, for those of you who aren't familiar with twisting effects, uh, basically the four kings start face up, I want to say. And you kind of, as you count them uh, once, you show they're all face up. But then when you count them again, one has turned face down. And then you repeat the sequence, and another's turned face down and so
1: forth. Oh, man, I appreciate it. But the level of detail on that's killing me because I don't even like twisting effects. Oh, okay, great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was a big part of it. But it was all to show that the, the kings had then vanished and yes. uh, appeared also in the box, yes? Right. Yeah, yes, sir. That's great. Yes, sir. Great, great, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then. You did a, um, uh, I just called it the invisible palm sequence, where you started. Yeah, that is
1: uh, that is actually what you would call that, based yeah. on uh, Larry Jennings' thing. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. He where invented you, that.
0: Where you take a bunch of cards, you put them on the table, and you kind of cover, or, or you, you show you're, t- you're palming a card, but then you can turn your hand around to show that you're really not palming a, ca- palming a card, and it's vanished. And then when mm-hmm. you place your hand down on the table, the card appears under it as if it was there, palmed in your hand the entire time, which yeah. is really impressive. You gotta check that out and a neat visual, very cool visual. I thought it looked great on camera. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. And then this whole time, you were uh, you were making some tea uh, to you know put in the the holiday spirit you're drinking tea now i think as well uh just uh, lots of tea going on and you know uh even even the governor was like oh uh, do i get tea and you're like no i get my own tea <laughs> <laughs> but i knew i knew you were setting up a Chekhov's gun kind of thing and that it was going to come back at the end uh because uh the card that he originally chose uh the seven then appears uh not just attached to the string, but inside the tea bag of the coffee, or the, sorry, the tea you're drinking. That'd be weird if it was a tea bag with coffee. <laughs> uh, but um, And uh, that was the big kicker at the end. So well yes. done, magic-wise. Oh, thanks. I,
1: I call that one impossibility, T-E-A. I,
0: I like the pun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, you know what? As you're saying all this, I'm realizing 100% of that whole thing, it was all impromptu. I could do that anywhere with any deck and any tea bag anytime and any mug i just realized it now the whole thing was oh that's cool essentially impromptu if that makes sense yeah
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i thought it was uh it was received really well in terms of like the he the reactions uh he gave he seemed like he was having a blast you seemed really comfortable and just having a good time and the interaction, you know, which you're you're so good at when you do TV No, they spots. made me
1: feel that way, as I told you last week. It yeah. was just such a, a, a loose sort of set and environment and the the segment had plenty of room to breathe. I mean I was concerned, geez, if I just is this gonna be boring mm-hmm. for nine, ten minutes. But uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. So anyway, thank well, thanks for watching it. Well I
0: think it's also impressive to show show any T V spot that gives a magic performer ten minutes. You know, that's uh really impressive that you were one able to keep people's attention and two that they allowed you to do that that was so so fantastic i think
1: yeah and with an improvised set to be able to show up with a deck of cards and say oh i might do this and i might do that i mean that really was kind of like a Mm -hmm. felt like a dream to me i liked it yeah i had fun doing it even though it was unnecessarily difficult and risky (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend you know it's uh, uh to, to take a look and uh, see all the card stuff that Matt's been working on.
1: But not everybody would recommend you watch it based that, on that is the correct. Controversy,
0: wow. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring this up too because I saw your social media kind of blow up a little bit, and um, you know, even Facebook
1: in particular, which I guess is mm-hmm. we know is kind of known for being kind of a. It gets really hostile and political very quickly on Facebook.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But even, uh, you know, telling friends uh, of mine about your spot, you know, they had similar reactions too. of uh, basically uh, if you're listening and you're like, how dare Matt go on to this television show with someone so politically driven that has opposite political views and has uh, said horrible things and perpetuated. Uh, you know stereotypes and bigotry and, and stuff like that uh, you're not alone there's plenty of people that uh, <laughs> made their voices heard uh, and uh, I just wanted to see what your response because I know you were tackling these comments kind of one at a time as um, as they came up and uh, I thought your responses were very dignified and uh, respectful and uh, kind of said your reasoning and uh, your approach to, to why you did the show
1: Yeah, I didn't want to remain silent on it, especially when people expressed concerns. And I understand that over the years I'm performing on different shows, Mm -hmm. different networks, with different production companies. I don't expect every person involved in every project to have an identical ideology as me.
0: Right, yeah.
1: And I was there to perform magic and do what I do. And that's that's what i did um i totally can understand why people would view it as different than what it is i don't view it as a political statement i don't view it as supporting someone else's actions mm-hmm. i view it as just another uh chance for me to be able to share what i do for for those who might be watching and like that's what's really more important to me you know what's more important to me than any of this is like, for example, TBN, that's the channel it's on. Right. And do you know what TBN stands for by chance?
0: Something Nashville? I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, the Bible Network.
0: Oh, even better.
1: Right. <laughs> I but, know it's kind of know, broadcast
0: out of Nashville. So I was like, maybe the end <laughs> is for Nashville.
1: You know who watches, you know who most likely loves the Bible network is my grandma.
0: Oh, wow. So you know
1: how excited I was yeah. to, to potentially be able to, like, surprise her in her home by showing up on a channel that she might happen to have on in the background wow. at a time when I can't surprise her the way I used to prior to a pandemic? Yeah. that was That's the stuff that's more important to me than sure. worrying about every host that I interact with and mm-hmm. what actions they do.
0: Yeah. I can I, only control my own. Right. And it's interesting, too, because I think... Um, maybe just people aren't as familiar with, say, your politics or your leanings or beliefs on things like the Bible Network. Uh, So when they see you go on these shows, they just automatically assume that your uh, allegiances align to those uh, ideologies. Uh, Whereas I think with, uh, you know, Uh, mega celebrities like uh, you were on the same episode as Matthew McConaughey but I I imagine he didn't get the same flack for showing up on this uh, show as you did because people uh, you know maybe just assume or he's been outspoken about politics and he was there to talk kind of a a opposing view to some ideas of uh, politics but you weren't there to talk politics you were there just to do magic and I think that's a whole different situation.
1: Yeah. And I, I imagine you get similar reactions anytime you have some sort of interaction with a polarizing figure, whether it's going on a show like, you know, Bill Maher, for example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, or or Seth Meyers is yeah. sort of politically slanted. So like, you know, I, I, I would expect to do plenty of programming over the years that doesn't necessarily I, I don't think you I, I think I would be naive to assume that everyone I interact with would have an identical ideology. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I know specifically for you, you were going on to sell tickets for a show which no longer is opening up in 2020, but uh, will be opening up in 2021 at some point. Uh, And, you know, your audiences are full of uh, people with all sorts of ideologies and you can't just, you know, cater towards one uh, and expect that audience just to show up if you're trying to, you know, have a successful show in Las Vegas. Um, where everyone can feel included and, you know, enjoy uh, their performance of magic. And I think, uh, you know, I understand why you went on, you know, and you've done so many television appearances. We've talked about this off the cast, uh, about how you... You know, this is just a drop in the ocean for you in terms of your television appearances that you've done and, and uh, just going on other shows doesn't mean you're supporting those ideologies. But the the uh, offer had come to me as well uh, a couple years ago. Or or maybe a year or two ago when the show first started, and I actually turned it down for similar reasons because that was like it's that would be a huge percentage of the television (laughs) appearances that I've done, and uh, you know it would kind of affect people's perspective perspective of me and uh, things that I'd done on that show. I think, but I think just because you you're doing more and probably a lot more to come, that you know people will forget about this and not really take it to heart and see see your voice as a performer elsewhere to show that you are not someone who's, you know, supporting his ideas.
1: Yeah. I don't think I'm supporting any ideas of any host that I interact with unless I explicitly say that I am. Yeah. You know, Uh, at least that's how I view it. People can interpret it differently and I understand that and I Mm -hmm. relate to that and I get Mm -hmm. it and I respect that. Um, But the truth of the matter is that it's simply not, anything any host says is is simply not a reflection of anything you believe or anything i believe or and you know thoughts Mm -hmm. of their own is really what they are to me
0: yeah I, i guess the the argument from the fans is though by going on to these shows you are supporting you know his career as well to make him look good and and so forth. But I also think that, you know, we see all sorts of uh, entertainers in our industry go on to shows that have opposing views because sometimes it's good to just uh, break out of the bubble. You know, with social media, we're forced into these bubbles all the time and and people get the same type of content all the time because it's self-perpetuating. And I think sometimes you got to break through in order to reach out and so that people get other perspectives, even if it is just Magic, and you know, if you're speaking through your magic, uh, your perspective. So, I don't know,
1: yeah, I think those who are true fans uh, understand that I do what I do wherever I go, and that's that. And, and on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the controversy, there are, are a lot of people that tune in to that show, that network that had amazingly positive feedback, and it exposes me to an audience that I hadn't yet been able to connect with, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? Well, so, that's the whole point of doing it. And, yeah. Uh you know, you see you see big names. You see like uh, right after your clip was a Terry Fader clip, you know, that came up uh, to that was recommended from his show. And oh, know, yeah. Beach
1: Boys, Terry Fader. Yeah. I mean, of course, they're yeah, all Matthew going on to sell tickets.
0: Mentioned. Yeah, they're all go- well, on. maybe not, but uh, I don't think well, he's he selling his yet. book, right? His book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so they're all there to promote themselves. And uh, it's just another platform to reach a different audience is one way to look at it for sure.
1: Yeah. The most non-judgmental thing to do, I think is, was, was, was to appear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, there we go. I think, uh, that, that covers that. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have dissenting, um, you know, opinions about that, we'd still love to hear with them. I think it's, you know, it's, everyone wants to get into this black or white kind of category of things, but there's a lot of gray area, uh, that we forget exists. And, uh, You know, we're happy to hear from you. If you want to email us at mindovermagicpodcast.gmail, we're happy to read those emails on the air uh, and respond to those as well, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, What else, man? What else is going on? Christmas is coming. Yeah? Are you all packed up?
1: I finished my wrapping. I I, I
0: said packed because that's where my (laughs) head is. But are you all, uh, like, (laughs) got your gifts ready?
1: This is this is fresh on my mind. I think it was yesterday. Tiana and I were walking the dogs mm-hmm. and passed by a neighbor of ours and just quick chit chat about Christmas and just about to walk away, just kind of a little bit of a catch up. And she's like, "Yeah, I just finished uh, wrapping the gifts uh, for for myself and my husband." And there was something about the way she said it that I I I interpreted it as her she was wrapping gifts, not just gifts that she got for someone else, but also gifts that she bought and was wrapping to give to herself.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: I don't remember the wording, but that's how I interpreted it. (laughs) And Tiana was about to walk away and I couldn't let it go. I had to, I had to kind of like question it. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you mean that you bought things for yourself and you're going to wrap them and then open them on Christmas? And in that moment, Tiana probably was like, um, worming on the inside, wiggling on the inside of, like, me probably embarrassing her. She just wants to go (laughs) throughout the day, no controversy, no awkwardness, and here I was to bring it on out. And she said, well, yeah, I I buy the gifts for for my husband, but I also get the gifts for me, and then I wrap (laughs) them myself, and then we open them all on Christmas. (laughs) and she starts explaining to me that like they have a whole bit that they do so like when she's opening up her gifts he doesn't even know what they are but he 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 starts these stories of how long he waited at the mall in line to get it for her and they do this whole thing together wow about what the gifts are and the more i started hearing it the more i started thinking wow you know maybe this would be pretty amazing if if tiana picked out her own gifts
0: and and just wrapped them and then i
1: got (laughs) and then i got to be surprised on christmas (laughs) But w- w- does this diminish the whole idea? Is this just like, is gift giving now just the shell of what it used to be that we're now doing this?
0: Um, I'm I, not, but I mean, is this normal? Uh, no, I've heard of people like gifting themselves gifts from quote Santa or whatever. And uh,
1: w- what about from a significant other?
0: I don't know. I, that that seems a little weird that someone else, you're, you're saying someone else got it for you, unless that's like an agreed upon agreement, you know?
1: At first, I was vocally judging the whole sentiment of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. And then as I started thinking about it, is this guy's really got it made. (laughs)
0: yeah he doesn't have to really think about the gifts or she gets what she wants and And she's got it made right yeah
1: yeah. she gets exactly the right stuff every year you know and and the gifts probably look a lot better i mean i don't know what his wrapping skills are but i'm not very good at it can do you know how to wrap gifts i'm
0: terrible at it i go the bag wrap put it in a bag with some you know uh tissue paper on top and Boom, done.
1: That's a good move. <laughs> I like that move. And I usually wrap like the first few, and then I start putting things in bags as I get a little more antsy as things go on. Yeah. yeah. But it's good. Just a, a little. Uh, something to get in the spirit of the holidays. You know, I know you're going home for the holidays soon. So mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's bad. But I think there's something like that. The magic of opening gifts is kind of universal to people. And, uh, you know, people react the same way. So I don't know if it loses that a little bit when you don't have the own, your own surprise. Cause you bought yourself a gift. Like <laughs> I do uh, wonder what that's like. Yeah. I really do.
1: To me, it's like, oh, maybe we just don't do gifts that year or something, but I guess it maybe it keeps the magic alive.
0: Maybe. I don't know. That's that's bizarre. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I pitched it to Tiana. She said no. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, man. Uh, no, I, I I usually just buy a gift for myself throughout the year. That's that's how I approach it.
1: <laughs> well, she said she does that, too. <laughs>
0: OK, there you go. But
1: this time of year, she wraps them and puts them under the tree. Strange. <laughs> yeah and even mentioned there's been times where he's offered to wrap them and he's like oh, i'll do it and then he never gets around to it she just, she just does it fascinating
0: i guess that avoids the you know getting the bad gift because then you got to do the whole like polite like thanks and then like <laughs> sell it later or regift it or or i bring it back to the store
1: i feel super awkward opening gifts yeah you ever feel that way
0: uh no i like gifts in fact, if you have gifts for me and Matt, you can send them too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
1: like there's a lot of pressure for me to react a certain mm. way when I receive the gift.
0: I just want to get through the process fast of like, all right, cool. You got that. Next one. Let's go. Let's keep it going. And then like after it's all done, we could do like a big, you know, thank you or something after that.
1: You don't want to dwell in between wrappings? Yeah. Unwrappings?
0: Yeah. and just. Rip that paper off. <laughs> You're trying to push
1: pa- past the awkwardness. I like it. You're like a pioneer in this. That's what I'm going to do from now on. See, I drag it on too long. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this shirt. This is great. Wow, it's red. Oh, and there's a tag here. Oh, look what is this on the back? Look at this design. And I just keep going too far.
0: I mean, we all have eyes. I mean, we can <laughs> see. We can see. We don't need a description of each gift.
1: I know, but I feel like if I don't say enough, it feels like it goes underappreciated. Yeah. It's well, this just self-conscious just
0: thing. Let's do a big appreciation at the end for everyone. No, um, I listen. Yeah. I'm right there with you, there which you is go. why I'm going to adopt it on mm. December twenty fifth. There you go. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, I think it's time we should jump into a riddle, Uh, but then uh, after our uh, riddle and trivia, uh, I got a doozy of a story for you guys. Wow, uh, I like it. Listen, he's teasing the post-riddle story. I like it. Yeah, of my crazy week. But before that, let's get into Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that, will Eric end up stumping Matt riddles? All right, Matt, I hope you have not heard this one. It is a short riddle, uh, but it might be a little bit of a thinker. So here we go. What kind of coat can you only put on when it's wet? That's the whole riddle.
1: What kind of coat can you only put on when it's
0: wet? Yes, a coat of paint. Wow! Didn't even uh, give anyone the time to think <laughs> about it. Talk out your thought process.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Talk it out. That that was it, though, wasn't that was it? it. Did I get that it?
0: is that is. Oh, sorry, I forgot the sound effect. <laughs>
1: oh, you knew what I was waiting for. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, first, uh, yeah, first get drawn to like raincoat, and I'm like, no, you put that on. Usually, mm. initially, it's dry, and then double meaning of the word coat—a fresh coat of paint that goes on wet—and that's uh, the order in which it came to me.
0: Yeah, fantastic, well done. Uh, I feel like that was so fast. I might have to throw another one at you. Oh, you have was, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it All was. Right. Um, uh, you're, you're getting the wordplay ones like so fast now. So I'm
1: trying to bang these out quick because I'm anxious for the doozy story, whatever that means.
0: Uh, I just like the word doozy, isn't that Me good? too, that's <laughs> why I said it. Uh, so this one isn't as wordplay-ish, uh, but it's still a similar vein where you have to figure out what it's describing. Um, this is as light as a feather, yet no person can hold it for long. What am I?
1: Uh, this would be your breath
0: wow you're just like <laughs> are you reading riddle books in your spare time
1: dude i don't know that just came to me also i haven't heard it before it was like immediate it was like uh it was like asking me if i'm hungry i just know the answer is yes
0: yeah this is as light as a feather which is air yeah that makes feathers light yet no person can hold it for long yeah maybe maybe it was in my reading because i maybe telegraphed it (laughs) like no one can can blame it on your
1: reading i'm gonna choose to credit it to my riddle savviness
0: okay (laughs) well well done matt you you answered both riddles even the even the surprise bonus one
1: (laughs) well well done for you you came up with some good ones are you ready for trivia yeah let's do it
0: matt picks up the question then he stares at it eric's at the ready time to use his wit pressure 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 Trivia Pressure.
1: Trivia time. What is the voltage of a D-Cell battery?
0: The voltage? <laughs> I don't even know the voltage of any battery. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. Um, D-Cell. D-Cell are the biggest ones, right? Or like one of the bigger ones. Like I'm Trying to think. You go to the store. You got your triple A's, your double A's, your C batteries. Uh, then you get like the nine volt ones, and then you get the like those are square, and then the big, like big, big like fill up uh, a a mag light like one of those intense uh, <laughs> flashlights with D cell batteries. Okay, are there options?
1: Uh do you want options?
0: Um, sounds like you don't have them. So <laughs> no, I can
1: easily I can easily give them.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Or what if I give you a hint?
0: a hint sure
1: all right we'll just see where this takes you i asked about d batteries although it's the same answer for c batteries double a AA and triple a
0: oh okay so it's just uh the size doesn't affect the voltage that's so interesting. that'll change
1: your thinking path quite a bit there because i don't want to give you choice and you, then you think oh okay it's
0: so i'm gonna say it's uh The same as a 9-volt battery, then, because they kind of power similar things. So 9 volts is my answer.
1: You want options?
0: (laughs) That means I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Mm 1.5. Mm-hmm. 5.5. Okay. 9.5. Mm-hmm. 11. Oh, I mean, 9.5 is very close to 9 volts. Um. 5.5. 5.5 5. I'm going to say they're called 9 volt batteries as an abbreviation and I'm going to go 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> I like your thinking. Uh-oh. But it's incorrect. <laughs> it's uh
1: it's that's a tough question. It's actually they're all 1.5. 1. 1.5.
0: 1. Oh, cuz yeah. I know you can like chain batteries together to get like a 9 volt battery.
1: Maybe that's why a 9 volt is specifically called a 9 volt cuz it's like such a different voltage than a regular battery maybe interesting
0: i yeah i don't know much i know like capacitors and like the ohms but the actual vote voltage of a battery escaped me i missed that in science class i guess it wouldn't have
1: shocked me if you knew it so i felt like it was a valid did you know this
0: No, I had no idea. (laughs) I just want to point out for uh, the streak of uh, wrong answers I've been getting on these podcasts that uh, Matt also does not know.
1: (laughs) Oh, I want to clarify if the option, the first, like if the options were 220 volts, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I'd be like, yeah, all right, that one could be right.
0: (laughs) But this is interesting because I've I've had my a weird transition because I've had my mind on like uh, you know power and uh, you know electricity and so forth because uh, Thursday night I had um, my internet just went out which happens from time to time usually on my FIOS it's not that bad uh you know it's pretty steady but thursday night i was like oh nothing's working and i found out because all my lights are hooked up to my alexa so i was like alexa turn off lights and then nothing happened uh, <laughs> and i forgot like oh i could just turn off switch uh you know the primitive way uh, um so i was like all right usually this gets fixed by the morning or whatever and i'll be good to go uh then the next morning comes around and i realized we still don't have internet in fact we don't really have cell service either it's like we were hit with an EMP because the whole neighborhood was without internet. Like all of, all of my area of Queens, just boom, God. Wow. Yeah. No internet. And uh, so, you know, I call up Verizon and I like put a little ticket in and they're like, all right, we'll update you as the situation happens. And, uh, you know, I'm trying just to find out what happens. But because I think there was no internet, everyone jumped on their cell service data which yeah. made that super slow, which is why barely anyone had cell service either. And uh, But like trickling of Internet was coming into my phone from time to time. And some areas were a little bit better than others as I was walking around. Uh, and I was able to discover that there was a sewer fire actually a couple blocks from my new apartment. <laughs> so because I checked the new apartment to see if they had Internet or we had Internet here and we did not. So both places, no Internet. But a sewer fire caused uh, this big, giant Internet outage. And uh, people apparently were reporting on, like, Reddit of, like, they saw, like, rats on fire fleeing the sewer. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. No videos of it, but they said that that some people said they saw that, which is such a New York thing to see, (laughs) I guess. Uh, But they're like, all right, uh, we got an update that it would be fixed later that night. Except those updates kept getting pushed back. And push back, and push back, and um, sadly, I didn't have many shows. But I guess, luckily, at the same time, I didn't have many shows. But I did have one show that was like a couple days later on Saturday. So I was like, "All right, I'll wait it out. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the internet comes back." They pushed it back, not coming back till Friday. All right, okay, not coming back till Saturday. It's Saturday afternoon now. Three days without internet. (laughs) You're like living in 1965. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like literally trickling in uh, of uh, of internet on my phone just to get enough information, and the just getting texts from Verizon that it keeps pushing back like six hours at a time. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. You know, we're working on it. We're where 2020 of the strikes again, and just how devastating this is because everyone's working from home now. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. using the internet. Friday was a whole day of, uh, you know, businesses losing money. Uh, Even all the local stores in my neighborhood couldn't, like, take credit or debit cards because that's all hooked up to the Internet. You know, I was worried about not having, you know, I'm mostly cashless. So uh, I had to find an ATM that still had a connection just to have cash on hand. So it was getting, like, I, I knew we were, like, starving. It wasn't getting that bad, like, we were worried about starving or whatever. Like, But, it you know, I just realized how dependent I am on the internet. Yeah, of and course. Just, especially now in a pandemic, like I said, when we're all moved indoors. Um, so, but I was more concerned about the show. I was like, how am I going to get this going? Yeah, you know? you're like- killing me. What happened with the show? <laughs> so what ended up happening is I... This was my last show before my big move, and I was gonna break down my studio anyway after that show, but I ended up breaking up, breaking down most of that studio, lugging it across the the town to the other side of the of the neighborhood in Queens here, uh, across the major thoroughway, uh, <laughs> to a friend's house, and she was out of town, but we had access to her uh, her her place and uh you know we called her and approved it all and everything like that <laughs> we were just it's like important break- to mention not breaking, breaking and, in. and entering yeah and uh you know me and uh you know my socially distant pod we were all figuring this out together the three of us and uh we went into her place and she had luckily had internet and it was working on her edge of the town and we we're like we're so glad we know someone that was far enough away from that this wasn't affected how so, many hours
1: before showtime did you figure that out were you actually in her place?
0: Two? two oh hours. my god. Yeah. What if you didn't what if that Three didn't work hours. out? What was uh, your plan? Well, the plan was then to like drive to my manager's place. <laughs> like yeah. that's like an hour north of the city or so. Yeah, um, my
1: suggestion would be a hotel, uh like a a boardroom that's yeah. probably not oh, being used smart. that they give
0: you. That's smart too. But uh I mean just Hotel prices, I'm sure, even even in the pandemic in Matt. I think it would <laughs> be, like, no,
1: no, I meant like a boardroom. I think you'd get it for free when oh, interesting. Like they're not using it. You know, they just need to sweet talk them into giving you the Wi-Fi. I'm not
0: sure how many hotels have boardrooms in New York City per se, but uh, but mm. yeah, that's gotcha. uh, that is a good idea uh, to have uh, in the future if this ever happens again. But I did manage to put together a makeshift studio kind of last minute, uh, which worked great. For the most part, there was a couple awesome. glitches. There was a couple glitches with the camera, which is to be expected, I guess, when you're setting up a studio in less than an hour before a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, maybe one of the connections was a little loose. So, right as I uh, perform for this company and I hit play, my intro video goes, and then it's supposed to come up on me, and there was no video feed. <laughs> I'm just like, "Hold on a second. And I'm like trying to fix everything like that." And it's, it's a good thing. And I'm not saying this to uh zoom brag, but just uh, you know, because we talk about this as friends, uh like some uh Eagles players were watching for some reason. I guess they were friends with the CEO of this company. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, and I, I I only recognized one one um per, uh player. Uh but uh I I was glad the show went as well as it did <laughs> considering yeah. all the uh the craziness that was happening. Uh, But after the show, I was thinking, I was like, man, that little camera glitch thing, that was totally um, incidental. But I wonder if anyone watching the show thought I used that intentionally to do some tricky stuff behind the scenes. And now I'm thinking like maybe I could plan like a camera glitch (laughs) to to turn off my camera. And be like, "Oh, sorry, guys," and then do some sneaky stuff that I need to do. <laughs> it's not a bad. It's not a bad way to go. You, use the medium you're given, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> do you think any t- television has done that? Like, done an intentional like breaking up the feed to, in the middle of a magic special to to get a get an effect accomplished?
1: Uh, maybe not. Maybe not live, but certainly. Uh... Certainly all types of television shows and reality shows will do like, that's a a pretty common reality trick actually is to, uh, do like a stop down and say, "Oh, the mic's not working," and then capture people being more natural when they think the cameras are off.
0: Right, right. Well, they're doing that. Yeah, they 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 get the cameras rolling. They're they're messing with the people in production, but I'm I'm just curious to see if they're messing with the viewers at home in a way that you know you could use a, a an audio glitch or a video glitch or something like that.
1: Well, what do they normally do? I mean, they cut to a commercial. Like, you know how there's like a delay now because of Janet Jackson in the Super Bowl? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Justin yeah. Timberlake. So now there's like a 10 second delay or whatever it is. I'm not sure what they actually do. Like, I've seen the screen just go black for a second, like mm-hmm. to to maybe block out some dialogue or something of, of a live event that they need to censor. Yeah. It, it actually is kind of glitchy the way that they still do it, even in yeah. live television, don't you think? Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, you get the person on the sensor button ready to bleep anything live, too. Uh, That's what that's for. But uh, but just my magical brain, you know, from from mentalist talking to a magician here. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, how do we capitalize on these little things that are are understandable from the audience's perspective and become kind of normal ish or, uh, you know. Yeah, I think the timing would be too difficult, though. (laughs) for us to really capitalize it
1: (laughs) if it's subtle enough you could easily make it fall into what Juan Tamarez calls the parentheses of forgetfulness something Mm. along those lines Mm -hmm. where like it happens Mm -hmm. but it's in transit and people don't even remember that it happened um based on what you do before it and what you do after it and how you get from point a to point b that sort of path between a and b gets forgotten because it's insignificant to the story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think you could do it i think it's a, a valid idea just like <laughs> pretending like you don't know what pocket your blank is in it's the same yeah. thing it, Oh, yeah. now i'm getting really inside baseball on magic but if there's a magician listening to this they'll know what i mean by that
0: yeah well, it's also something like I'm glad I don't have to use that as a sole technique, you know, because I have <laughs> stuff that works, uh, you know, as it should when the camera is working. But I'm just like, right. if there's a fun way to capitalize it, that I don't know. Maybe it feels. I don't think I would do it personally, because to me, I think it still feels a little like cheap or cheating. I don't know, but no, you know? I, I know what you mean by that for yeah. sure. But yeah. like you
1: said, you're using the medium, but anything because the camera tricks has such like a, a bad connotation in magic or a negative connotation. Right. That's why it feels a little dirty and you wouldn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, and I'm, I've always been in that camp of like, even with television specials and whatnot, is like you, you want to do as much as you can live, uh, yes. you know, so that you can, if, if you're doing these amazing miracles, it's all CGI or camera tricks. Uh, and then you ha- uh, get asked to perform that in person, You're not going to be like, hold on, um, I got to grab my green screen and and I got to have you look through this monitor. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) You want to be able to do something for someone on the spot, and when they come see your show and have it match up. Um,
1: Yeah, and I guess the same goes now for social media as well. Yeah, because you can create really cool. I I can't. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But like, (laughs) people know how to create awesome visual effects and if you're and if that's what you do great but if you're a magician Mm -hmm. claiming to do things that you can do in person i think you probably run into some trouble by doing things you can't duplicate live yeah
0: unless that's just your specialty because i know there's people who only want to do magic on social media and don't want to do it live you know
1: oh right yeah i suppose yeah if there's a if there's a way to do that sure
0: yeah I think it's uh, it's it's an interesting concept, but that's where my mind went immediately. Well, first it was immediately, oh no, I hope I didn't set this all up for a uh, camera to glitch and then we can't even do the show. But uh, <laughs> I was able to fix it in the moment. <laughs> and then after the show, I was like, maybe I could take advantage of that. So
1: <laughs> as a side note, did you know? I don't know. There's no way you know this because I didn't know this. You and I created a viral video together.
0: What, what are you talking about? You and I. Uh-huh.
1: created a viral video that we didn't know about Wait,
0: what what is the video
1: <laughs> so it's you and i you you shot it it's 30 seconds we're mm-hmm. sitting in my kitchen and i did a card trick for you probably a year ago maybe a year and a half ago yeah and you just filmed it and participated in it maybe you picked a card or chose a coin or whatever you did
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh it was filmed vertically just for like social media and right. i put it out there a while ago and that was fine at some point a little bit later on, I put it on YouTube and I don't know why it's not well suited for YouTube. Again, it's vertical. It's 30 seconds. Yeah. And, and it didn't like, it, it did it. It got a modest amount of views. It was, you know, I don't know, tens of thousands of views, which in the world of internet is, is zero, right? I mean, tell, it's like, you know tell, what I mean by that.
0: Yeah, tell me it didn't go uh, viral because it was shot vertically. And they were like, it should be landscape. And it was no, just- no.
1: <laughs> but so here's the thing. I don't know how these algorithms work. So this video has been sitting out there for about a year at, I don't know, mm-hmm. 30,000 views or something like that. Yeah. And, and then like it shot up. To a half a million a couple weeks ago.
0: wow
1: right? Because I, I I see I, I just go on YouTube and then all of a sudden notification, notification, notification. They're all for the same video, and then about a week ago it's it's one million, <laughs> and then it's a couple days later now and it's like 1.4, 1.5. So this thing is still exploding for absolutely no reason. It's a 30 second video that huh. you shot of me doing a card trick with a coin. Do you even remember it?
0: I very vaguely like I think my hand might be, show up and that's about it. Yeah, no, no, but in <laughs> your voice I think too. Yeah.
1: But it's 30 seconds and this this video exists on all the other platforms that I shared it on, but on YouTube, YouTube decided this thing needs to be seen. How, how huh. does that work?
0: Why? I don't know. I don't know the, the the why the algorithms work. Do you put it on TikTok? I wonder if the TikTok I, boom Yeah, I, I
1: put it on TikTok. Nobody cared.
0: Huh, interesting. Nobody
1: cared on TikTok. That's what I was uh, thinking
0: know. is like, uh, you know, because it's 30 seconds, it's a quick watch, you know, and, and that's yeah. kind of what TikTok's a little bit about too, is fitting it into uh, videos in a short time. Like maybe that was conducive to it, but you're saying this is all YouTube, so I don't know. It's,
1: yeah, it's on Instagram, on Reels, normal viewage, and then on YouTube, it's been just sitting there stagnant for a long time. I put it there on a... Whim. I don't even know why I posted it. it just, it's not even... Really, something I would think would be well on the YouTube platform, and all of a sudden, 1.4 million views for no—absolutely, I can't justify it. I don't understand wow.
0: it. Do you, I? I do think it might have something to do with the length. And do you think? Um, do you think the attention spans of viewers is kind of shrinking over time, and they want quick and simple content?
1: That's a great question. Um, the answer is I'm not sure. I think I think it might be inevitable that our attention spans are shrinking. Do you yeah. find yourself scrubbing through things when you
0: watch them? Um, I think it depends on the type of video. If it's like a narrative of a uh, you know a story that I want to watch, like uh, say you know Mandalorian or all no, these but on
1: your device though. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I, think, you, you, I assume you're watching Mandalorian on a larger screen than your phone,
0: right? Well, sometimes uh, I speaking of the internet outage, I had to watch that final episode and I was lucky I did it when it dropped at 4 a.m. Because then I lost all internet for three days and everyone went super spoily on the social media for that episode, too. So I was like, so glad I squeezed that in. But uh, I, I did watch that one on my phone because that's all the, the internet I was able to squeeze out. Uh, but yeah. Um, No, I'm talking about online
1: content, not something you're seeking out.
0: Maybe, uh, you know, there's this trend with, uh, you know, these, uh, like magic prank videos that are like three minutes long. And I think the punchline I know is always in the last three seconds. So if I take the time to actually watch one of these videos, I'll scrub through just to see what the punchline is. Sure. Um, but that's, you know, usually something I usually kind of scrub by anyway, (laughs) or scroll by, right. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think just because of our devices and everything like that, uh, there's so much content coming at you all the time, and you feel that kind of FOMO if you miss out on something. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, didn't we talk about that net, that, that documentary about how the social media is affecting us and kind of targeting us? Uh, that's on Netflix, and you're, you're just that scrolling of the roulette aspect of refreshing the feed to see what comes up so you like want the slot see, machine yeah the slot machine you want to you want to yeah <laughs> mr vegas correct me on the gambling game uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um but yeah just all that content coming you're, you you want to get through it so you can see what's next and you don't want to miss anything and i think that that might be the same um i think there's still time for you know narratives and that can capture your attention and you can get sucked in, but I think yeah, maybe for for videos uh, like that you're creating yourself on YouTube or whatnot, maybe shorter is better sometimes. Although I wonder monetization if monetization also changes that too, because they have to be certain legs to get money. So.
1: Right, right, yeah. yeah. And YouTube probably has that too. Otherwise, yeah. you know, I'd be uh, paying you a royalty on this video, but I don't get a <laughs> dime. I don't think because it's probably not long enough. But an <laughs> <ad>. <laughs> They're but like, um,
0: yeah, right after the 30 second mark, they put an ad and you're like, "Ah, oh, just just missed <laughs> it. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I wonder if attention spans are shortening. I mean, I don't think I write material for my live shows differently because of it. I think I've mm-hmm. always tried to keep that somewhat snappy. You yeah. always want to feel like you're progressing to the next thing in any sort of narrative story. So I'm not sure I write things differently because of attention spans shrinking. But are we eventually going to have to?
0: Yeah, well, I I had the same approach to my mentalism, too, because the the stereotype with mentalism, too, was it's just so long and drawn out. And by the time you get to the reveal, no one cares anyway, because they just lost track. So my style of mentalism was always cut to the chase, you know, uh, just, you know, bam, bam. Uh, think of something, I'll reveal it, uh, to keep people's attention there, uh, which actually ended up working well for my, <laughs> yeah, breaking into AGT as the first, you know, mind reader to, to, to have some su- success on that. So, um, uh, yeah, but I don't change the way I write, uh, for audiences like that. I think, you know, you, again, we talk about knowing your medium and I think, uh, you know, for live shows, people expect to sit and, uh, you know, watch a lengthy performance, Uh, But, you know, for virtual shows, I realized I got to keep things direct because... There's so many distractions that are happening to people who are watching a virtual show that you want them to be able to pay attention and engage. And if you have something really long and convoluted, a long process to get to, you know, some sort of amazement moment, uh, a notification could pop by. A cat could walk by in the background in their house. uh, You know, the doorbell could ring and they can lose that attention that they, they would have had otherwise if they were in a live performance. So.
1: Yeah, it all comes down to focus. If you can bring everyone in to to focus on whatever your narrative is, I think that's the key. Sometimes it's not a matter of people having long enough attention spans in live performance, but it's what they're focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, I recall, of course, I had a lot more of these gigs in the early stages starting out, but they don't really ever end. You can still, no matter what, at most levels, I think you can find yourself in a situation where you're in a not ideal performing environment, yeah. Where I recall, uh, th- I, for some reason, this one still sits with me. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. It was within the, within the past four or five years. I did some sort of private gig. It, it was in Miami, maybe, at some sort of nightclub. And the sound system was like what the DJ would use. So my microphone just sounded awful. No matter <laughs> what we did to it, it's meant for oomps, oomps, ooms bass, yeah. and not meant for someone to be speaking into a little ear set mic. The sound traveling in there was uh, it, it, everything fell dead. There was no way to get any camaraderie with the audience, um, and also there was like a a buffet style dinner.
0: Did you? Oh, really? I yes. was gonna say, did you sound like the uh, the adults in Charlie Brown? Like, bop, 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 bop. I, yeah,
1: <laughs> I I think so. And it was like it just felt like one of those things where no one even knew there was about to be a performance of any kind. <laughs> I did a gig I mean, like mean, tell me you've been in situations where like you, you get to the gig and they're just like, uh, all right, just go up and you have to like, <laughs> it's almost like you're doing a street show. You yeah, have to you announce and, what's about to happen.
0: You got to try and settle everyone down. And I, I did a show once like, uh, that was like at a big event for a, a company party and they didn't care there was entertainment they just wanted to drink at the bar and socialize so like by the time i got my intro it was still roaring with like just people talking and full
1: conversation
0: full conversation and i'm like trying to like do all the tricks you can to quiet people down and not working so you just kind of have to barrel through and be like yeah i'm gonna do my time and get my paycheck and run because they did not want to see me at all
1: (laughs) it's so hard and like my and i don't know what i would do in a mentalism situation but uh, at this particular gig, I, I, I had to do like a, a, maybe a 20-minute set, and then there was something in the middle, and then I had to come back and do another call at 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And during my little intermission, I had a full regroup, and I was like, wow, I learned so much in that first 15 minutes of what's not working. Anything remotely <laughs> intellectual, and by intellectual, I mean me talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean high-level concepts here, highbrow concepts. I just mean me talking words. is not working and i <laughs> i changed the set list totally this must have been a while ago uh because i remember i was controlling the music cues myself mm. but um this this was after america's got talent first of,
0: i was gonna say la da look at me man i control the music myself but now i don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's a it's a it's a time it, for me it's a time marker
0: yeah yeah exactly you know
1: i remember like, what, i remember what phase when I in your stopped, career yeah well i just remember stopping and never wanting to do it again <laughs> i enjoyed doing it at the time but once i stopped it's like i don't want to go back because it's it split my brain to, yeah. have to focus on that um but anyway i remember changing the whole second half of the show to like putting everything to music everything mm. was to music i did multiplying bottles to music wow <laughs> I threw in a card manipulation routine that wasn't in the set list just so mm-hmm. I could do more stuff to music and that actually worked. That say, actually got people to watch and see what's up here but and I think I probably learned some of this over the years from Jeff McBride but like don't mm-hmm. compete with what's happening. become part of it, play the music and become part of it. but yeah. I mean for I can only imagine what that would be like for someone oh, like yourself yeah. for a stand-up comedian you just have no choice but to barrel through. You really don't have that that crutch.
0: You, you don't have to imagine. I can just tell you, it's terrible. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was but, terrible even with the music. I know, for me, I know. I, uh, For me, it was the best I could do, but wow.
0: Yeah, but isn't there the story of like, yeah, you learn from Jeff and also Lance Burton, you know, started in clubs, nightclubs, I think, or, or adult clubs, and he had mm-hmm. to grab people's attention uh, with just the magic because they weren't there to see the magician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were there to see something else. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I uh I I have a a showman sort of um, persona where I can I can turn it on if if I had to do like a sort of something in in tune with like a hat pitch that you would see a street performer do I can I can jump into that like an on and off switch yeah uh, fairly well I don't picture you jumping into that if you had to do a gig and no one introduces you and they say no no you just go up what do you do how do you start
0: I tell them they gotta introduce me. <laughs> so so you've never been in a
1: situation where they go no we're not gonna do that you, you no, they, they have to
0: no I've, I've definitely done it and uh, my improv skills kick in there because like sometimes you know for improv shows you got to get that first suggestion and you're gonna come out the gate and uh, so you, know, you do it in a way
1: that's organic to you absolutely yeah yeah but like how do you do it
0: I, I don't have an example now I gotta be thrust into the situation <laughs> isn't that
1: funny yeah. You do, that's true. You do have to be thrust into it.
0: Yeah, you kind of think on your feet. And again, the improv training kicks in there. But uh...
1: Yeah, you call out things that are in the room that are happening that mm. hopefully people can relate to because they're right. all experiencing it too. But that's the stuff that I'll really...
0: Right. That'll That's that'll, the,
1: you, you cut your teeth on
0: that. <laughs> that. Those hard gigs are the ones that like make the easy gigs so much or not easy but the, the smooth gigs like so much more and like enjoyable for you cuz you know when you know you can um you know survive the most difficult situations it's kind of like swinging a baseball bat with a donut on it and then when the situations are right and exactly the way you want it for your normal show you're like this is this is a breeze this is fun now you know
1: you, you actually just reminded me, making fun of me with the whole sound cues thing. <laughs> I remember The Straw That Broke the Camel's Back was a show. I won't mention the uh, what what the, the school was. Um, mm. I can say the state. It was in New York. And uh, this is, again, post-AGT was a contract already on the books. Um, and the microphone was cutting in and out the entire performance in a theater. And I think I had to do two shows mm. <laughs> in that theater that day. Or night, or whatever it was, and the mic was cutting in and out annoyingly the entire time. I can only imagine what it was like to be an audience member. Like, at, yeah. it had to be annoying at best.
0: But did you use the mic glitch as an advantage magically? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe I swore when every time it turned off and I allowed it not to be heard. <laughs>
0: the magic of you being a clean performer.
1: <laughs> but that was the time when I said, you know what? Okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> That's that must have been it. But yeah, if you combine elements like that, the that difficult performing situations with potentially shortening attention spans... um you know, performers have a, a, a tough tough road ahead. But, you know, we, we rise to meet the occasion. Look, if people have shortening attention spans, the people that are still listening to this right now, those aren't... That's not you. That's simply not you. So we're not talking about you. Again, it's the medium. It's the medium, you know, because podcast people
0: know that they're going to sit down and enjoy for a long time and listen to an in-depth conversation. But if we were billing this as a, you know, a lead up to just one amazement moment that you could experience, you know, magically through the audio podcast format, you'd probably just be disappointed it took an hour to get to this. Wow. Right now.
1: I enjoy podcasts on the longer end. Uh, you you t- you look at a short one when you see the time and go, "Oh, this one's only 36 minutes." You ever do that?
0: Yeah, I, I see those. Yeah. Uh, are we just trying trying to justify the length of our podcast right now for everyone else? But uh no, I think I think about an hour is good because you know, it's a it's a lunch break and uh you pe- people can listen uh long I'd listen to them on long car drives, which I'm not doing much anymore, but um yeah. Oh,
1: you gotta be doing a transition to the ending right now. Are we an hour in? Tell me we're yeah, an hour
0: in. We are about an hour <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, oh man, listen. Happy so we holidays. Gotta, we gotta hit our goals.
0: oh. Our, oh goals. Can I still
1: say happy holidays anyways? Because this is our Christmas episode, kinda.
0: Yeah, yeah. This'll this'll probably come out right on Around. Christmas Day.
1: Yeah. And so then, if uh, you have
0: if you don't wanna spend time with your family, you can spend time with us.
1: Yes. <laughs> And if you're hearing this now, you already have chosen yeah, yeah, to do that, exactly. so thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: but um, but your goals, Matt. You had um, you were uh, Christmas shopping and organizing, and
1: done on the shopping. Everything's wrapped under the tree, fired, locked away. Wow. Uh, goal for the following week. Um, I, I've cracked into a couple of books. So I'm just gonna make some more headway on those.
0: Good, good, good. Uh, I. Uh, stopped on my one person show goal for just, uh, you know, with all the craziness going on right now with the move. Um, so uh, the goal was to pack. So I did that mostly. Still have a little bit left. And the goal uh, going forward is to unpack. Um, so all right. Get my studio up and running and settle into my new place and close out the old place. So. You ever
1: think like our goals are so pathetic? Like they're things we just know that we're already doing that people listen to it and they're like uninspired?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's just the time of the year. I have, oh, I have to also finish. Uh, I have like one or two more Christmassy things to do, but by the time of drops, my family won't know that I waited till the last moment. So um.
1: <laughs> Well well the cat's out of the
0: bag. The cat's out of the bag. No, I, I got everything. Uh we're good. We're good to go. But uh if you wanna let us know your goals or bring us riddles or uh, trivia, uh feel free to email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com uh, and uh, follow us on all the social media: Mind Magic Pod on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I don't think we're on TikTok. Are we on TikTok? I don't think so. No, no. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, though. Yeah. Yes. And and, uh, and we'll provide a uh, short content for you, and the forms of pictures, so they're instant. <laughs> 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 uh to keep your attention span <laughs> it only
1: takes an instant to scroll right past it don't worry uh,
0: and uh and tell some friends if you're, you you do enjoy the podcast you know uh we we have some new listeners that uh, have caught on from uh, my discourse and magic podcast so welcome I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, but tell tell people if you uh, might think this interests them. You know, word of mouth is always helpful. Uh, reviews and all the stuff that podcasts tell you to do uh, are also helpful.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, thanks, everybody. Great hanging with you, buddy. And I'll talk to you soon. See you yeah. next week.
0: Thanks so much, Matt. And happy holidays to you all. And have a good one. Bye-bye.